are you concerned about protecting that brand new pretty sled that you just got? Here's the solution. Use SledSyn24 for a 15% off discount code on some Backwoods Bumpers, the industry leader in performance protection. Sounds like Backwoods started their party. Yeah. <laughs> That's their Perfect music timing. over there. That's fired up early, so it's all right. We'll let everybody know. We're still at eight days, so there's they some They were background. just trying it out. Had some to make background. sure the speakers weren't broken, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. So, Sledson listeners, welcome back to the next episode. We are chilling here at Hey Days, so don't mind the, the noise in the background, people walking by and such. Um, and also, be sure to check out the uh, description for the podcast. We've got a pretty decent hub of a ton of sponsors with a lot of discounts and stuff for this year. So be sure to check that out. And without further ado, Kobe's back on this one with us again. And then we also have another one of our sponsors, Oxbow Gear. We've got Clayton on here, the founder of Oxbow. Clayton, What's welcome up? on. How's it? Thanks for having me, dude. I'm I'm stoked to be here. Heck yeah! I'm glad uh, you know you and I've been talking back and forth, texting and stuff, and sending messages. And we were gonna try to get over to you in August. Yeah, I was uh, sad you guys didn't make it. it well, you can you can blame the camera guy. <laughs> it's his fault. Always blame the camera. Guy. Yeah. So hopefully we can try to set something up in October. That's the that's the plan. Um, but at least we got to meet you face to face here. Um, and so I appreciate you you jumping on today. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited. Heck yeah! How long have you uh, been coming to Heydays? Uh, this is our third year here. Third, okay. Yep. As a vendor. As yeah. Well, just total. Okay. Yeah, I'd never okay. been to Heydays until we were a vendor here okay. three years ago, and um, it was so good the first time. Like, you just have to keep coming back. Oh so. yeah. How'd you find out about it? Oh, I've I mean I've known about it for a long time. You okay. know, you see it in like for years growing up whatever you see it in snow west magazine the grass drags sure. all that kind of sure. stuff yeah so i mean it's it's definitely been on my radar but you know we were so small as a company it was just kind of a big expense trying to get everything out here and yep um so as we kept growing as a company you know we could afford to to start doing more stuff like this sure. so once we could do it we did it yeah yeah so where where exactly are you located at we are in Payson, Utah, so it's about an hour south of Salt Lake. Okay, nice. How long of a drive was that to get here? Uh, it's a good <laughs> 18 hours. It's <laughs> oh yeah. a mission. You add the stops in, everything like that. Oh, yeah. you're, you're a two-day drive out yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, were you born and raised there in Utah? I was. Okay. Yep. I've lived in Utah my whole life, okay. um, except for two years. But other than that, yeah, I've been in Utah forever okay nice that's awesome so how did you let's kick it back to your first exposure into snowmobiling like how did that all start how did you get exposed to this sport oh i so i i grew up snowmobiling i mean i was snowmobiling in the womb <laughs> i some of my earliest memories are on a sled okay you know this is back in the day we when i was born my parents had some scorpions um so that was like what I was riding as a baby, nice. you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we, so my family, we, we grew up snowmobiling. Everyone in my family was into it. Uh, and, you know, I've got memories just riding with a beanie on my head and just on some trails cruising in the, the mountains. Just you know? going for it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Heck, yeah. 
yeah, back before everyone was wearing helmets and stuff. Exactly, yeah. leather cap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, so, did you want to touch on some snowmobile stuff? You always have good questions about types you, of sleds and. Uh, you, yeah, if we're rolling on it, I mean, uh, all, all sledder guys, I always love love to ask. I guess what's like the evolution of your snowmobiling? Growing up, you rode that, and then. Like the different snowmobiles that you've had. Yeah, so, time. I mean, the first snowmobile that I can think of where I was, like, you know, starting to get big enough to ride a sled by myself. We had, like, an old phaser. That was kind of what I rode most around, like, the fields and stuff by my house, like, by myself. But, like, once I started being able to get big enough to, like, go in my dad with the mountains and stuff, I had a XLT 600. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that thing, it was piped. It screamed. <laughs> that thing was so fast. like Ripper. Yeah, ripping. <laughs> like, this, you'd be going down the roads, the groom trail, and you'd just be, ooh, just flying, you know. Yeah. Those things scream. Oh, yeah. Um, but we always, as long as I can remember, I mean, I was just always trying to fo- follow my dad in the backcountry. He was always, you know, trying to boondock as much as you could on the sleds back then. And I just, from the very moment I can remember, like I've, I've my entire life, I've just been passionate about snowmobiles. Okay. Like it has always been my favorite thing to do. You know, I just remember growing up, like, all summer long, I'd be thinking about it. I couldn't wait for it to start snowing again. All my binders in school would have, like, Polaris and Yamaha, like, written all over it, you know. Uh-huh. Like, it's all I could think about and yeah. um, just always been passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Have you always uh, rode in Utah or did you yeah. grow up I riding mean, somewhere else? No, we never, you know, we didn't really ever travel, like, as a family growing up to different places. So we always just rode around you know, within an hour or two of our house growing up. Um, so, yeah, I was riding that, the uh, the Polaris XLT, and then my next one was a Ski-Doo 670, and then I got a, a, or a, a Ski-Doo 800 Summit and hammered that thing in my teenage years. <laughs> hammered that thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. that thing, you know, we put so many miles on that. Had that one for a long time, and it just got worked. Like, it was it was beat up by the time we were done with it. Um, and then, yeah, then I didn't really ever touch, like, the Rev platform. My dad had a Rev, but I never really got into that one. And then I got a, a Polaris. Um, the, uh, man, I'm going blank right now. The uh, Not the Dragon, the one after the... Uh. Pro, uh, pro? The pro. Yeah. <laughs> I could not think of it. Yeah, I was like, I'm it. thinking, I'm like, hey, talking the pro. Yeah, you yeah. get the cameras rolling. Your mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, anymore, now they have so many, the pro, the axis, the, yeah, you know, yeah. matrix, chaos, slash, this, yep. that. And that was the sled that I had, like, you know, becoming, like, an adult and, like, actually really starting to, like, try to, like, you know, practice different things and, like, really try to get, like, you know, improve your skills. Yeah. Instead of just, like, going out there hammering stuff, it was like, let's, like, like, get going on some yep. stuff you know yeah, start and, practicing and the sled just you know opened up a whole new world of possibilities too that I was agree. just awesome and that was right when i like had become an, an adult like you know strong enough to like really handle a mountain sled and i don't know it just kind of kept going from there you know mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree i think the uh the pros they had i mean the dragons you could do stuff with those you know and and different sleds but the pro really opened up a new form of mountain riding yeah i mean those things at least for for me it, it seemed like it yeah for sure. same here I, f- yeah. I feel like my, my uh my growth came exponentially when i got to uh, 14 14 i think or no it was a 12 a 12 assault is what it was or oh, something nice. like that but 
the pros, I, I think those were those were a huge step in the game. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you go to after that? Uh, Axis. Axis. Yep. And then is that? Are you still with players? Still. Yep. Still with players. Nice. What's your yep. current setup? It's Axis. Yep. Axis. Still on the Axis. I yep. uh, got it turboed, and I don't know. Nice. I, I got the. I have the same. Well, I don't know about the same turbo, but I have a Axis turboed as well. Yeah. Good setup. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I keep meaning to get a new one, but. Dude, it runs so good. It, they do, dude. They run good, and they're, like, reliable. So They're reliable. There's no stop rides with it, you exactly. know? Exactly. <laughs> That's the yeah. biggest thing. Yeah. No yeah. stop rides and probably no more bills. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, let's kind of get a little bit into the Oxbow stuff. So are you full-time Oxbow? Yep. So, yeah, okay. Yep. So uh, uh, about when did you start it? And talk a little bit about how the idea – I know you were talking to Kobe and I on how – you know it came to be um or as far as the radios but how did you begin to you know come up with the idea of of creating oxbow yeah so it was just kind of you know things just really kind of came together like i was always very interested in business you know i went to college for business ended up graduating business marketing um, but i always wanted to start my own business and i you know along the way through college um like I had started a lot of different businesses, just kind of dabbling in different things. Always had a side hustle, you know, trying mm-hmm. to find ways to like work for yourself. Like that was my dream. Um, and out of college, I was working for uh, an, an advertising agency and doing that sort of thing. And I, I got into dirt biking in college. Um, I always wanted to, but never did growing up. Um, so it was in college that I got into dirt biking and I just like fell in love with it through the summer times. Like it was a way to kind of get that same rush of snowmobiling but in the summertime sure, yeah. you know a little throttle therapy at least yeah <laughs> yeah um so i was and i was single at the time so i would take my dirt bike to work with me and i'd go into early to work get off at like four o'clock and i'd go hit the trail somewhere go dirt biking and throughout that one summer like i just kept pushing my limits further and further like i'd get further into the back country and i'd have to like you know set a timer it's like okay it's time to start heading back before it gets dark you know yeah, sure. and there was a few times that summer I remember just, you know, something would happen, you'd get flat tire or whatever, you take a wrong turn and pretty soon you're like fumbling your way down the mountain in the pitch black and I couldn't see a thing and you got yeah. your flashlight out trying to, you oh, know, shift, golly. use the clutch with your your yep. phone yeah, light. you're like, this yeah. is not good. And so <laughs> one of these times going down the mountain, I just had the idea, I was like, you know, I've got GoPro mounts on everything. Like, it would be really cool if I just had a light that I could snap into the GoPro mount yeah. Just to get me down the mountain, because I didn't yeah. want to wire something into my bike. I liked it how it was. Like I didn't want to have a permanent you light didn't on there. Want to mess with sure. the bike at all? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just planned on. I, I thought for sure somebody would have something like that, and I went home that night just planning on buying something like that. And I got on Amazon, started looking around, and I couldn't find anything that was under like five hundred bucks. Like yeah. it was expensive. There was there was one company that I found. And I want to say they were like eight hundred dollars or something for their setup, and it was like super expensive. I was like, what? Like. That's crazy. Like it actually yeah. like shocked me because I had you know tried to start start a bunch of different of, products. Yeah, and, yeah, so my roommate at the time was the engineer, and I got together with him, and we made the first kind of prototype light that snapped into the GoPro mount. Yeah, and that's kind of what kicked things off. So a lot of people don't know that about us that we started in the lights. It's really the radios that put us on the map for most people in the snowmobile world. But that was our background was yeah. making helmet lights. Oh, huh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So then keep rolling on to the uh, radio. 
Yeah, so Oxbow, I mean, any, it was... Was there any products in between? Uh, so we had, I think, I think by the time we had the radio, we had, we'd come out with a new light, the Voyager that we still sell today. That was like maybe two years after we had started. Okay. And then we had got the Maverick light, which is more of like the flashlight style that clips the GoPro mount. So we had those two lights going and then a light bar that would go on your handlebars. So we were like full on in the light business at that point. And we had a few other products at the time, you know, like first aid kits and stuff like that. You could sure. throw in your backpack. Yeah. Um, but the radios came about, this was in, I think it was 20, 2019, maybe early 2020. I can't, I, I can honestly don't remember, but we were on a snowmobile trip to Jackson and this was Oxbow at this time was still, it was a side hustle. Like, so I had, I had left the marketing agency that I was with and I started our own agency with another business partner and that agency it was purely just to like give me the freedom to work on oxbow because oxbow was what i was passionate about yeah. i wanted it to be a full-time gig i wanted to grow that business because i just i loved everything about it i love going to shows you know just the industry is awesome yeah was this like looking at your hat was this like 2015 ish when it was established or yeah so we started yeah. in 2015 okay yeah gotcha um but it was it was a side hustle for a few years so i think 20 Let's see. I'm trying to remember all the dates. I think it was 2017, I want to say, is when I left my corporate job, okay. started my own agency so that I could focus more on Oxbow on the side, mm-hmm. give myself a little more freedom. And then I went on a, uh, so it's still a side hustle. And then I went on a, uh, a snowmobile trip up to Alpine, Wyoming with a bunch of buddies. And on that trip, like there, it was an epic trip, like tons of powder, it was just, you know, just dumped the week before. Um, just one of those, like, epic trips that you remember. <laughs> yeah. And I remember we were just going hard, and it was a really cold day. And that day, like, I had the my BCA radio, and everybody in the group had BCAs. And at, at the end of that day, like, we there was, like, ten of us, and eight of the ten radios had crapped out, whether it was batteries or the mics freezing over, whatever. And... I had had my, some other complaints with it, you know, and we got in the truck driving home and I was just, just kind of pondering it, like thinking about it, like, man, there's really no other options for radios. And just kind of, if things just started clicking in my mind, like, oh man, like how hard is it to make a radio? Like we already do lights. I know the manufacturing side of things, you know, we just got to come up with our own radio. It's not like radio technology is crazy. You know, it's just putting the components together. And so the wheels started turning and, and that's kind of what what got us into the radio business okay 10-4 how did you go about like oh i don't mean i don't know you're you're already doing the lights so i don't know how you were coming up with those how did you i guess how did you make the first radio were you like okay i'm gonna take this radio and make hey it. what's up guys yeah, I want to take a question. second so I, to introduce another one of this year's sponsors we have rsi so the handlebar setup on your sled is arguably probably one of the most important components on your whole setup. So definitely check out their site. They've got a ton of different products and use SledSend24 at checkout for a discount. I had ordered a bunch of different radios that I just started playing with and testing out and stuff, kind of trying to come up with ideas like what are we going to do that's different. I knew like, you know, we got to make it so it can withstand the elements. That's the first priority. Um, and initially, you know, we, we were planning on going the route like the BCA does with the whole microphone that comes onto the chest because that's what I knew and as we started thinking about it and developing it it just like was like why do we need this cable like there's no reason to have that I don't know 
I don't know why we would need it. Like that, and that was one of the, my pain points. Is like that thing comes flipping off and it's just dangling behind your backpack, or you know, you want to change batteries, change the channel, figure out why your radio's not working, whatever. Like you've got to dig into your avi bag, pull yeah. everything out. Like stop it's just a hassle. Show. Yeah, yeah it's just a hassle. Yeah, and so then I was like, why don't we just put the whole radio on the front? Like just make it super simple. And the biggest concern with that was, you know, one. We've got the battery exposed to the elements now. Like, is it going to freeze? Is it going to withstand the cold? Yeah. Um, that was actually my biggest concern. Naturally. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you've got the screen exposed there, the branches, stuff like that. So um, we just started thinking, like, you know, we got to make it so it's durable. It can withstand this kind of abuse and riding that people take it through. Um, and so it just kind of kept evolving from there. And then it was like, once we had that idea of like, let's put the whole radio on the shoulder. I was, and then I was just like, that'll be revolutionary. Like nobody's done that in the snowmobile world. Yep. Um, and so that was like where we wanted to go. And so then it was like, we just got to figure out all this other components and how are we going to mount it? And just the process of, you know, developing the mounting system for it was tons of different versions trying to figure out like how do we make this work? And then, um, but yeah, we 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 got finally got there with it, and dude, the setup you guys have now, I absolutely love the just riveting into my because I have a climb Abby bag, uh-huh. and so just uh, and on his too, uh, just mounting it right there, and then it just so you mount the plate, rivet the plate into the vest, right, and then you can just hook the radio right into yeah. the GoPro. Yeah, that was that was Dan it. Adams' design right there. Was it? Yep. Okay, nice. <laughs> so it's so slick. Yeah, and that was kind of a, another fun thing with the radio was like. Dude, I, so the funny thing is we had put it out there on our social media. Like, you know, if we launched a radio, like how many of you guys would be interested in that type of thing? Like this is preliminary, like just trying to feel like the market. Like, what do you guys think See if, if like, be a possibility. yeah, what do you guys think if like we made a radio and it actually really surprised me. I remember we took a poll on our social media of like, yes, we should do it. No, we shouldn't do it. You know how you can check that box yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it actually came back. I think it was the majority of people said we shouldn't do it. They were like, really? a lot, and a lot of people were commenting, like, just stick with the lights. That's what you guys are known for. That's what you guys do. Like, Jeez. but I just. Well, good thing you didn't listen to them. I know. I, well, I just, <laughs> I just, dude, I just felt it. I was just like, I think we're onto something. And, you know, there's not a lot of competition out there with it. And I was just like, we, I, I just want to do it. So we launched it at uh, Salt Lake, Salt Lake Snow Show. And it instantly just like we had crowds over by our booth, like people were stoked. Yeah, like that's awesome. It uh, like I throughout the whole business that we had been doing, like I hadn't seen anything like that. Like there was like a real stoke around it. People were excited. Um, and anyway, so I remember right after we had launched it, it was probably like a week after we had launched or something. I saw an order come through on our website from Dan Adams. And I was like, what? No way. Like Dan Adams <laughs> just bought our radio. That's cool. And I, I've, I've talked to Dan about this and I told my wife that and I was like, Dan Adams bought our radio. I was like, should I call him? I have his number on the, on the order, you know, like just get his feedback. Like, you know, just want to talk to him or whatever. Like I was like, told him the card was canceled or declined <laughs> or something. That would have been funny. I was like a total fanboy, like, you know, yeah. from Slednecks and stuff. And, uh-huh. Anyway, so my wife was like, no, don't be weird. Like, at least give it some time or something. So. <laughs> don't be weird. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up, you know, calling him a couple months later to kind of see, get some feedback or whatever. And um, and he ended up, he's ended up being like a really, really good contact for us, just helping us improve the product. And, you know, like he's the one that came up with that mount. That's why I bring up this story because, yeah. 
like he was trying to figure out how to make it work with his climb bag because the mount that we had made it's it's universal for like you know 90 percent of the packs out there but there's a few bags out there like it really just doesn't work with and the climb pack was one of those yeah and so he came up with his own system i was like that's so cool like send me pictures or whatever and then we ended up kind of just copying his design and nice yeah heck yeah um so talk a little bit about um because last year yeah last year you dropped a couple different versions uh-huh. some radios so kind of talk because you still offer the original one too right yep so you have three different yep versions so let's go into to those starting with the first one yeah so when we launched the radio like it was it was a huge success for us like right away like there was so much stoke in the industry about it and that first season like we just were getting so much good feedback like people were loving it you know but there was just a couple small things and they still said they're like they loved it more than the competition whatever but there's just like a few things and we knew right away like there was a couple issues um they weren't deal breakers with the radio but like things that just people didn't like one of the big ones was the knob on the top Mm. Um, that was probably the number one biggest thing is like people were accidentally you know bumping that knob turning the volume down and in some cases like turning it off and so uh, we knew right out the gate like you know we're gonna have to make another version or we just knew right away that we could improve on that version and so that whole season we waited for that season to be over and um we're just getting feedback from all sorts of riders throughout the season to start developing the new radio um and then yeah so instantly like that first winter we had that radio out we were already working on the new version of it making some tweaks to it getting feedback um i don't know what what do you want to know about the new radios so just just details for anybody that doesn't know because um, obviously, the third option, the blue one, there's some Bluetooth stuff, yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. the uh, we came out with two versions. So it was based off the new chassis, so we went to a new, whole new platform, make the user interface easier. So we moved all the buttons to the face of the radio, so right. you're not adjusting any knobs. You can't bump. There's literally nothing that you can bump on it to, to mess with it or whatever. Um, we increased the, the waterproofing of it, and we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went to an aluminum chassis, grounded the antenna to the aluminum. It actually gives us a little bit better range doing that. Um, made a lot of changes once we, you know, launched the first radio. Like the first radio was our first stab at a radio, and you know, it was kind of testing the market with yeah, it. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot that we learned with that radio, and like with the user interface, how to make it a lot better, um, stuff like that. So all of that stuff was incorporated into the new, the 2.0 and the X radio, and then. With the X, so there's there's the base model of the new radio. That's the 2.0. Um, the chassis are the exact same on the two radios, but then the X version, uh, we put Bluetooth into that radio so that you would you know so you could pair it with your helmet intercom systems, your Cardo, Cena's, U clears, or just your earbuds. You got some Skull Candies you want to pair it with, mm-hmm. um, headphones, all that kind of stuff. So it really was uh, just an idea that we had. We kind of ran with it, and then we just figured you know it it would open up a lot of new opportunities for us. Cause especially like here in the Midwest too, a lot of guys are just snowballing with intercom systems. It's not as big in the West where we are. Um, but out here, like trail riders and stuff, they snowball a lot with intercom systems. But the problem with the intercoms is the range is so terrible. So our radio allows you to pair to the radio transmit via two way radio. So it just increases your range exponentially. And it, you know, it opens up the hunting market to us, the uh, off road market, side by sides, dirt bikes, all that kind of stuff. So it was just something we wanted to do. Yeah, sure. uh, When they do that, can it, does it do microphone Bluetooth through that as well? Or do you still have to 
Yeah, so it you you talk through really? the the headset Bluetooth. Ah, yep. that's pretty neat. Yeah. So my my question with the Bluetooth stuff is um is I know that there's a level of interference with transceivers. Uh-huh. With that kind of stuff. So what can you talk a little bit about interference or maybe issues or hesitation? Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about that and I yeah. you know we definitely don't want to put any riders in any kind of risk and so sure. we actually put that in the pamphlet like if you're going into avalanche terrain don't use the bluetooth like yeah. just stay off of that just yeah. use it you know well, just as normal radio yeah because even when when i took an avi course um even with my whoop they were concerned so they had me hold my transceiver in in the opposite hand of my whoop so that it didn't interfere huh. in that a life-threatening situation yeah. um and no. you can, and that's, that's a question we get a lot. Like, you sure. can leave the Bluetooth turned off. You don't okay. have to turn it on. And so, you, and that was kind of the idea with the Bluetooth, too, is, like, you have that option if you want to use it for other sports. You buy one radio, you can use that radio for hunting, snowmobiling, whatever. Yeah. And you can use the Bluetooth when you want to use it, turn it off when you don't need it. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh? I just said that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I had to cough. thought you were leaning away. Oh, no, no, <laughs> you scared? no, no. You scared? No, you're good. You're good. Um, did you have something? No. Jeff, did you have something you wanted to... Where's your mic? Oh, yeah, turn your mic on. It's something to chime in with. <clears throat> well, I was just curious. You seemed pretty, seemed pretty passionate about working for yourself. Did you? Is there any other entrepreneurs in the family? Uh, That's a good question. No. <laughs> I just didn't know if like, it was some sort of influence from like your dad or something like that. No, I mean... A little bit like he did he did side hustles but he was always in you know the corporate business um i don't know i one of the big things was i i was always just interested i actually looked back and found a a journal entry from like when i was like 12 years old and it it was like a question or one of those things from school i think it was like i was looking through some papers and it's like what do you want to do for a career and i it was like i want to own my own business yeah Yeah, that that actually might have been younger it might have been like 10 or something that's That's cool yeah i was just like oh I stayed true to it, I guess. Came closer, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, how'd you come up with uh, the name Oxbow? That's a good question. Uh, it's kind of a funny story, actually. So, nice one of my favorite childhood movies is called The Last of the Dogmen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Uh-uh. No. What's it about? Uh, so it's about this these fugitives that are running into the the Oxbow Mountains. Okay. And this bounty hunter is hired to go like capture these guys, and they end up finding like these indians that live in the mountains that like didn't know about modern civilization anyway it's like this really gnarly mountain range in the movie and it's called the oxbow mountains okay but there's so that's kind of where it came from um we had a lot of different business ideas and we were brainstorming but that was one that kind of was like cool it was unique um there is like you know different oxbow places like oxbow bend in wyoming and stuff like that uh, but it was also like so my background being a digital marketer it was also one that was going to be really easy to rank for and to yeah. trademark, like all that kind of stuff. So it just made sense to, to go with it. There you go. There you go. What's uh what's the what's the future look like for you? The next three, four, five years, you have any desires? Big I mean, I'm sure you do, goals and ambitions and stuff, but where where's Oxbow gonna be in the next Our my biggest focus right now is um, just developing new products. So okay. we've our, we've got a few products in the pipeline right now, new lights. Um, so I heard uh, some good friends with Smasher. Uh-huh. And uh, when he came to visit us off off the podcast, he said that there was something in the works that was coming with a light with a lot of lumens. 
Yes. <laughs> Can yes. you talk about that yet, or is that not? Yeah. Not um, we're, you know, we've actually been working on this light for a long time, a um, couple of years now. We just keep running into hiccups with it, but I think we're actually getting really close to it. It's going so yeah, I can tell you, it's going to be a five thousand lumen helmet light. That's <laughs> been our goal. How bright that is. That's been no. our goal. Is five thousand. <laughs> That's crazy. How bright is that? That's <laughs> what's your average like? So he's familiar with. Uh, uh, so I used to rock the the Franken light. Okay, so, so the old the old Franken lights were a thousand lumens. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so five X. <laughs> that thing's gonna be shiny. That's wild. Dude, it's it's bright. Like it's it it's wild. Like it's way brighter than like your stock headlights on your sled. Like it. Yeah. It lights up the mountain. Yeah. That's huh. crazy. It's like daylight at night. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Is it heavy? <laughs> Pretty much. Is it heavy? Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's heavier than our current light. It's bigger, yeah. but. How big is this bad boy? It has uh, its you're own talking battery pack too, doesn't it? Or. It's still an external battery pack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So it's same as the same setup as our Voyager, where you run the external battery pack to the backpack. Um, and we've had a lot of people talk to us about going like on the helmet, and that's what our Maverick is. Um, is the light or the battery on the helmet? The just the problem with that is like you just can't get around the science of it. Like you just it gets so heavy. If you want to have a lot of power on your helmet, like the battery capacity to run that is going to be really heavy on your head yeah sure so it just doesn't make it a very good experience having that much weight on your neck at yeah. least that's how i feel yeah gotcha yeah i think the same way yeah you don't want that thing yeah yeah but i'm interested uh um to run one of your lights because i i run a helium hood on my sled so i don't have any headlights but i'm also so for me with the desire to have a light it's and you're kind of the opposite, but I don't really intentionally go night riding. Um, for me, it's more of an emergency safety thing. Um, but you definitely like to. Yeah. Tear we it go up. night riding a lot. So. Yeah. I mean, when you go intentionally night ride, it's nice to have that, which I'm still going to get one because I want both. Well, you need both. Yeah. Yeah. Tree riding at night, which I've lately started well, to do. You look around. You know, pretty hard, yeah, when you're riding around and all of a sudden yeah. tree it, branch. And that's wow. what I tell people all the time. They're like, people are like, I've got lights on my sled. I was like, dude, if you, like, those sled lights do nothing in the backcountry. Yeah. Because yeah, no. you can't navigate with one of those. Like, my sled lights are pointing over here, and i got to look to see what's down here, and it's yeah. pitch black, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then, or even when you stop, though, you stop, and something happened to shut your sled off to help somebody. You know, yeah. it's just nice yeah. to have a light. Or you hit powder, and your headlights are instantly coming. <laughs> yeah, that, that also <laughs> so. sucks large, too. Had yeah. that. So it, it actually is, like, total game changer having a helmet light on your helmet. Like, you can actually – you'd be surprised – the kind of technical riding you can do at nighttime with a helmet sure. light. Oh, sure. So yeah. it opens up a whole world, like, um, and that was kind of the whole point of it, right, is, like, you can leave after work, even if you just get a couple hours of sunlight to go ride, and then you got to make your way down in the dark, like, you can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So sure. it just yep. extends your ability it, to go it, riding. Yeah, and it extends yeah. the evening, you know. You're not, like, all paranoid and worried, like, oh, shoot, we got to go in. Tyler doesn't have any headlines. <laughs> yeah. Um, something kind of changed the topic a little bit, but something that I think was really cool that you guys did this year, and I got the invite in the in the Facebook group um, but wasn't able to make it happen, was your ambassador-sponsored group ride. Oh, how, so fun. How was that? I mean, I saw comments and, you know. 
Hey, what's up guys? It's Tyler with Sled Send. Wanted to take a second of your guys' time and ask for your guys' support for what we're doing with the brand of Sled Send. So if you guys are enjoying, you know, the podcast episodes with all the different guests, the tour videos and such, check out uh, sledsend.com. We have a variety of different merch. Every order comes with air fresheners and stickers. And like I said, we appreciate your guys' support. We need it to continue to do this. And without further ado, let's get into the video. Dude, stuff. it was it was epic. Like it was honestly one of the highlights of my year. Like it was yep. so fun. Like, and you know you couldn't beat. Like last season was so epic with the snow conditions and everything. And it was just like the place we were riding. It was getting pounded with snow. So we had fresh snow. All the tons of fun people to ride with. I think we had like I don't know something like thirty six people come to it or That's something. And we were all we got this huge cabin. Like so everyone was staying together in the cabin. Oh really? really? And it oh, was geez. just it, it was accommodated fun. that many people. Yeah, we got it was a big cabin. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Where'd you guys go? It was Bear Lake. Wow! So we're riding like Logan Canyon area and stuff, and that's impressive. It was just honestly like ton of fun. Like in the first night was just like you know we'd never done anything like this before. In the first night, we had like twenty four people that had showed up that first night to come on a night ride with us. Yeah. And we're all riding, like, this new area, except, like, I think two of us or something had been there before. But to all of us, it's a new area, oh, and it's, gosh. like, pitch black. You're like, don't lose anybody. You know? <laughs> and it's, like, epic deep snow. So people are getting stuck all over. And it was just – it was really cool because, like, you'd see, like, all these lights up in the trees everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, it was just – it was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought it was a pretty cool concept and idea for you guys to do that for the team. Yeah, it was it was honestly like like I said, it was like a highlight of the year. It was it was fun. So then th- that was the first night we went night riding together, yep. and then the next two days, um, it was the next Friday Saturday. We just went day riding all together. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's sled staying intact. Ah, <laughs> uh, for the most part, there was a couple <laughs> getting towed out, but <laughs> oh, that sucks. not to too bad. Yeah, I mean, you get that many riders, something's gonna break here. Something yeah. is going to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any other topics? What do you think of our silly video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got it, a kick it, out of it. It performed way better than I thought, honestly. <laughs> yeah, We I were did. just screwing around. I'm like, let's try this and see what happens. And yeah. It performed what, pretty well. Have you seen what the, the views are or likes on our uh, Yeah, Instagram's over 113,000. Okay, so it's grown a little bit yeah. since... Since it went like yeah. viral or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it got more on TikTok, didn't it? No, it performed better on Instagram. Than, oh, it was Instagram. Than TikTok, yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. For sure. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was. So we were just out uh, filming just content, just for sled send and stuff, and it was just him and I, and. Um, he kind of had the concept because you know we try to approach so like with the different sponsors and stuff we have contracts and terms right and so like a big thing that we try to do is leverage our our skill set with all the video stuff or jeff's skill set i'll say um but you know we try to go about it in a way of like under promise over deliver so if i have like x amount of required terms with you for a sponsorship contract like what can we do to go above and beyond to just like do more stuff than the the average um which obviously the the podcast plays a big role into that um and so we're always trying to think of different ways and concepts and videos and and making content and stuff and so we were just out riding taking pictures and doing some stuff for climb and 
and uh, Polaris and just different ideas and whatnot. And we were just sitting there, and he was like, dude, we should do this, like, funny, like, concept for Oxbow and this radio. And uh, so then we were, you know, talking back and forth with different ideas and stuff. And, and we were just standing there just, like, laughing, like, oh, my God, this is retarded. <laughs> so, so, like, he was like, the, and we got torn up. So there were so many people that didn't think it was a joke. You know, because yeah, so people took it had, seriously. Yeah, yeah. There was some, why <laughs> did you leave your buddy for that long? Yeah, why would you go like, off? Oh, we've right. been up here for like forty-five minutes. Where you at? And people like took it seriously. Like, like, why would you leave you your left buddy? Left like, and I had to comment them directly. I was like, "Yo, this was filmed intentionally as a joke, like just you know making some content, oh, and utilizing funny. the radio and stuff." And people took it too seriously. When we were out there, you know, and we came up with the idea, I didn't. I'd, didn't process that that part of the uh yeah. the idea. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. I, I was only like he just like I was up on the bank and I intentionally got stuck like that. Or, no, sure. I, I no, don't think did I did. No, no, I didn't. He didn't. No, I'm because like, leave your sled like that. We'll yeah. film this video. Well, because originally he was gonna get stuck. because uh, we have a, a nickname for him. He gets stuck more than the rest of us. And uh <laughs> so he was gonna be the one stuck and I was gonna be the one talking and stuff. And so I went up and I lost my footing or whatever on the on the side of that that road, and yeah. I just sat there. I was like, "Perfect, we'll just do this." So you actually got stuck there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I wouldn't say it's it was. I wasn't stuck. No, I wasn't stuck. I wasn't stuck. stuck but I had to. Yeah, the, let's play. Let's this, play that video back. How big was this, that hill again? <laughs> it, was only, it was only like twelve. It was feet. just a road bank. It was just bank. a cut bank on a on a road, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, you, you can be removed I'm off the kidding. next episode. Um, <laughs> whatever. And so. Um, yeah, it just, uh, I didn't think it was going to perform as well as it did, but it was sure a lot of fun. It's always like those just it random goofy it. ideas. Yeah, the weirdest well. things. Dude, that it was hilarious. You're just like sitting forward. there in the snow, like, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, my feet are just dangling at the, at the end for yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was something fun to shoot for sure. That's awesome. So, no, it was, it was super cool that you guys did that. Like, I remember we, we saw that and we were like, we were cracking up in the office. Like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's cool. No, it was it was a fun video that's, for sure. That's the only way we know how to do things is goofy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at that, especially when Kobe's with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, heck yeah. So, uh, Kobe, do you have any last last thoughts? Uh, not much. Your oh. guys' booth looks awesome. Thank you. Just yeah, uh, pretty good. Just yeah. redesigned it this year. Seeing yeah. the all the finishing touches, it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, you guys we've were been. Some we've had earlier too. Yeah, we were thumping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Scott's stoked to have his picture there on the banner. Oh, dude, he was so stoked. It was <laughs> awesome. Sure. Scott's a stud. He's Told a cool him guy. he needs to need to go over there and sign it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, speaking of signing things, so uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this. Did you have something else? No, I was like, oh. that's perfect uh, So we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up, but we're going to end with two things. So um, I'll I'll start with the question just because it's going to put you on the spot, and then we can we can do the, the signing. Um, but at the end of every episode, we have our guest ask a question to the listeners and the viewers, and then we clip it, you know, just make a, its own video out of it, and then use that for TikTok and everybody likes to comment their thoughts and opinions and be thumb warriors and stuff. So, um, is there a question that you can think of off the top of your head that can be related to gear, related to lights, related to radios? It could be broad snowmobiling stuff. It doesn't even have to be about Oxbow or it can, whatever you want. Is there something that oh. you would like to ask the, the listeners and viewers? Oh man. And if you, if you need a second to think about something, then we can go into to the signing thing. So this is uh, just a banner that we had in the studio in our office. 
um, and when Smasher came, so he actually drove. How far did he drive from? Because he's in Sparks, Nevada, yeah. to Hermiston. It was seven, eight hours, I think. Yeah, it'd be maybe more. Maybe it's like nine. Same as me, it'd be eight, probably eight or nine hours. Yeah. So he drove up. I I put him in one of our Airbnbs and hung out with him for the weekend, and we did three episodes with him. Um, but anyways, on the last episode, it was just up there, and I was like, dude, you should sign this. And so just the last couple episodes were just making it a thing. So if That's you would awesome. do do the honor yeah. of uh, signing your name and 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 put Oxbow on there, um, that'd be sweet. Oh, that's you could cool. wherever you want. So you can do wherever you want. Use the black and the white, or you can use the silver on on the black if you'd like, or whatever you want to do while oh, you're nice. thinking of a question. You do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, man, I hadn't thought about this. I know it's a tough. We one. always put. That's everybody what I said. On the I'm spot. like, dude, this is put this puts everybody on the spot. Because then <laughs> when we're all character. done, when we're all done, you're walking back to to your booth over there. You could be like, ah, oh, there's like four or five question. things that I could have asked. <laughs> yeah, put everybody on the spot. Uh, um, I guess I'm. I, I'd be curious to know, like, what? Well, okay. Well, what other what other stuff do you use your your Oxbow radio for? Would you want to use it for? Um, for even like a future radio or, you know, cause we're, we're already looking at, at new radio development, doing some new yep. stuff. Um, so it's still hundred percent going to be snowmobile related. Um, but if there's any other stuff that you guys do in the summer, other times of the season, other hobbies that you want it to, to work with a different sport as well, like what features, or I guess what features would you want a new radio is a good one. Um, Yeah. Cool. So, uh, for you guys watching, um, wherever you're at, whatever platform you're at, definitely give us some feedback and your thoughts. Um, so Clayton, Clayton can take that information and do something with it. Dude, that would be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, so, honestly, that's do something with dude, like it. that. And that's the, the 2.0 and the X radios. Like most of that stuff came back from, you know, I mean, that's something that we, we definitely look at is sure. like comment section yeah. is like, what Head are back. people saying? What do they want? Yeah. Like, what are they complaining about? Yeah. Um, we want to know that stuff. That's, you know, that's what got us to the 2.0 on the X radios. And that's, what's going to, you know, take the next radio, to the next level. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let us know in the, your answer in the comments below. Cool. Heck yeah. So Sweet. we'll go ahead and get this signed up. Oh, I guess I could put my name on there, huh? It, you can if you want. It's up yeah, to you. You don't fine. have to. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate Sweet. it. Heck, yeah. us the honors. Dude, I appreciate you guys having me. It's hey. been fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, <laughs> really good Dude, episode. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Do you you bring your dirt bike down to Utah? Uh, I don't have a dirt bike. You don't have a dirt bike. No, no, no. All right. All right. I can bring my sled down to Utah this winter. <laughs> yeah. <though. laughs> oh, dude, let's do sled, it. Sled would be it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I used to sick. ride dirt bikes a lot, but I. Uh, you guys ridden Utah before? Never. Okay. I've got my family lives in Vernal, so I don't know where. Well, you guys will have to come on the Oxbow Ambassador ride. Yeah, that'd be, I'd be sick. more than down. Dude, that'd that. be fun. Heck yeah, Good sounds time. like it. Yeah. More podcasts. Like <laughs> yes. There'll be yeah. a lot of a lot of guys there to talk to. Yeah, I was to, gonna so. say there'd be a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. You look like you got something, Jeff. Oh, I was just gonna say, when I was riding dirt bikes last weekend, did you take wait. the radio? No, but I'm gonna start taking it now. Okay. Yeah. I need to get my dad to get. Yep, an Oxbow radio now yep. for yep. that. Yeah, but we were all worried about getting back 
because we went out and we took off at like two or three, I think it was. And it was like, I don't know, six o'clock. And we're like, well, we better head back because only two of the guys had headlights. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's those oxbow lights. Yep. I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. So then I don't have to worry about it. Yep. Catch a sunset at a viewpoint and then yep. ride back. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. I like yeah, good that. point. I know, yeah. uh, like, our big snowmobile group that we have, or well, my big snowmobile oh, group yeah. that I have. Oh, yeah, all 45 of you. Uh-huh, <laughs> all 45 <laughs> of them. I got them all on board of the of the Oxpos radios because they yeah. were tired of the... Uh, DCAs? Yeah, the cord yeah, or whatever, cord, because yeah. none of them wear backpacks. They're older people. They just wear a coat. So they just want something that they can give their wife or their kid, you know, and tell them to go off. Here's a radio. Contact anybody. But uh, they love it during the summertime, when, and they're rangers. They're ranger and razor, and you know yep. they've got like yep. ten of them in a group, so they all carry it inside their calves and they're talking to each other, or whatever. So, yeah. And you, you, you got your oxbow through a dealer, right? Through Morrow County. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how you found through out. Justin. About yeah. Them. Justin had them right when they first came out. Yeah. Because I don't know, he just never had BCA, and they're like, hey, these brand, these radios just came out. They're brand new. I don't know if they got them through directly through Oxbow or what. I don't works. know what dealership they get them through, but hmm. they got them and. I tried That's it, awesome. and I was like, yeah, it works just as good, if not better, than the other brands. So. Yeah, yeah. Heck, yeah. So are you still riding dirt bikes a lot in the summer then? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I love it. It's it's my throttle therapy for the summertime. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to do something. Probably a lot of good riding areas in Oh, oh there's tons. Utah. Yeah, Utah's awesome for that. Like, there's so many places to go. So, yeah, as soon as the snow melts, we get the dirt bikes out, and then. Yep. Snow starts to fly, we put them away and yeah, huh? turn over the sleds. Get the Keep real on. toys out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the the real yeah. expensive toys. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, seriously, joke. when you guys come down in October, we, we'll we go do something fun. Okay. That would cool. be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would be, be down. Be a good time. Cool. Well, Clayton, thank you again for jumping on. Appreciate you being here and sharing some stories and some insight into Oxbow. And, and uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Sledson listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you're on audio platforms or if you're on YouTube, consider subscribing to the channel. That helps us a ton. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one.